This is the Kyle Style Podcast. Welcome back once again. The Kyle Style Podcast is brought to you in part by Kyle Style Design. Visit redbubble.com forward slash people forward slash Kyle Style Design and get you some uh, original artwork by me, Kyle Style, and uh, get that design on phone cases, prints, uh leggings what coffee cups <laughs> go over there redbubble.com forward slash people forward slash kyle style design and get you some swag support the show get some some beautiful artwork into your life in in a very active way and contribute to the podcast other than that uh, head over to the gofundme page throw me a dollar instead and uh strap in and uh, get ready for this brand new episode this episode is called the patrice o'neill pilgrimage now, who was Patrice O'Neill? Patrice O'Neill was a stand-up comic, uh, hailed by many as one of the greatest who uh, passed before his time. On uh, November 29th, 2011, just one week short of his 42nd birthday, uh, he passed away due to complications from a stroke. And Patrice was one of these guys where it seemed like he was about to he was about to break. You know, he was about to become huge. Uh, he had a special out uh, elephant in the room, and it was kind of like all coming together for him. And he, you know, he had diabetes, and he passed before he really got as big as he could have. And it's one of these things where I wanted to do a little tribute thing here, and so what I've done is put together a bunch of YouTube videos from basically other people's playlists um, into one super playlist right and i'm calling it the patrice o'neill pilgrimage what this uh playlist includes is um some of his well there's uh, some special of his is in there and some of his stand-up stuff as well as as many um appearances from uh when he was on opie and anthony's uh talk show and uh you just have to start at the beginning and go all the way through. Um, you, there's there's hours and hours. I mean, one of those videos is just like 12 hours of him talking about movies with Opie and Anthony. Uh, it wasn't all at once, right? It was pieced together over many episodes. But um, as well as his, uh, he had his own show for a little while called uh, the Black Phillip Show. But he is not Black Phillip. <clears throat> And that was his, like, dating and relationship show, and it kind of goes different directions than most uh, dating and relationship shows actually go. So, um, so there's a little primer on the Patrice O'Neill uh, 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 legacy and this sort of body of work that's still available for people to, to listen to. Now, Patrice O'Neill was a huge black man right he was like six five probably about 250 pounds maybe more uh the gappy front teeth and he was loud he was obtuse he was offensive and he was fucking great like he was just fucking i love this fucking guy and i was into him before it was cool no i was into him before he passed away and i was thinking like yeah this guy is great and then kablam and it was like kind of it's like sadder than you know like michael jackson dying it was sadder than i, I don't care about prince you know what i mean like i don't i'm sad about prince dying it was like patrice o'neill was like ah like he's not gonna be around being funny anymore 
And that's something that has occurred to me recently is that uh, we we need Patrice O'Neill in the world now more than ever, right? Especially in America. God, um, we need we need him back. And uh, one of the, recently there might have been a headline here with uh, alleged uh, joke thievery by uh, Amy Schumer. And she basically did the same sets of jokes in, like, the same order as some of Patrice's older stuff. And it's slightly different, so she kind of gets away with it. And I, I don't know, I think that she I think she kind of lifted those jokes. But uh, at the same time, eh, what are you going to do? I mean, that, that's where you'll see Amy Schumer and Patrice mentioned in some, like, recent headlines here. But... Trying to bring it back and trying to trying to draw more attention to this guy and his body of work because his humor was it was racial, it was sexist, it was misogynist, it was absolutely politically incorrect, and he was even featured as like a guest on things like Fox News to specifically talk about political correctness and just kind of had this logic that just trashed and just subverted and just just uh, trumped everything that people would try to throw at him. And it was pretty fantastic to watch. So, um, again, check out the playlist. I have it, I might have it embedded in the, po- in the uh, blog post here, but it'll be on YouTube, the Patrice O'Neill Pilgrimage. And just to start going through, and almost any video you play is going to have Patrice just being ridiculous and it it will make you laugh unless you're unless you're a terrible person basically like you have to be an awful uh awful stick in the mud maybe maybe you work for the irs and you hate your life and everything so much that you can't laugh at anything or you're so hypersensitive that everything he says will just make you frightened and you'll have to turn it off but this will get. This will make you tough. This will make you harder, and you won't. You won't be so sensitive all the time. Uh, this is important. And part of, but um, I mean, part of to understand. Again, this is this is me talking about him. You get to get to him when you want to play the playlist. But this is me talking about him. You gotta listen to me. Um, what I loved about Patrice is that he was he was like a, he was like a meanie head. People kind of called him like a meanie head because he was so brutally uh, harsh. I think in some ways on himself, you know, he 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 was really critical of himself, and you know, he he thought that at forty, not having made it, that you know, he was like a failure. But that didn't stop him from being venomous to other people as well. But that's just because he was holding himself to this, you know, standard of being honest, being funny, uh, you know, being true. And so he would hold other people to that standard too. So other comedians that maybe weren't that were hacks or that weren't funny, uh, he would just trash them. And there was there's a whole bits about him like with he was friends with Kevin Hart, uh, and they would just trash comedians while they were on stage when they weren't funny. And like you just have to hear some of his stories to hear him how he talks about it. Just like this motherfucker ain't funny. And just try start trashing people. Um, he he hated people who didn't have ambition. You know, he'd he'd be they would be an intern on the opening Anthony show that would like bring them a water, and he'd be like, "You what's what's your name, Stephen?" 
Oh, Stephen, what are you doing? You're the intern. This is just a summer thing, and you're just gonna go. Oh, okay. That's that's it. You don't want to. You're just happy to be an intern. Okay. Fucking loser. And <laughs> it just it was you know be be alive. You know be alive and pursue something ambitious because that's how you. That that's what men do. This kind of part of this misogyny thing is just that's what men do. That's what real people do. It's not even necessarily men, but just real people pursue big things and do hard work and take chances and you know damn near it's damn near American. It's just God bless America and God bless Patrice O'Neill. Ugh. But when it came to women. This was where this was where uh, Patrice made a lot of friends, a lot of enemies. But damn it, if he wasn't right, I'm gonna say ninety percent of the time, like in a very big way about men, what we want, dealing with women, and what women want. And there's what people say that they want and how they want to be treated. And then there's like a deeper reality of how they they actually want to be treated. And Patrice had like sexual social x-ray specs and he would just put them on and see through all the bullshit and he was able to impart some of the uh the pimp knowledge with the average guy the average person out there with you know his radio spots and everything and it was aggressive and it was often condescending and insulting callers would call in and oh i can't get my girlfriend to have sex with me and then he'd be like it's because you're a pussy and you let her make you a pussy and that you have to change it no one else is going to change it you either need to leave her or stop being a pussy but you actually won't even be able to leave her without stopping being a pussy so just stop being a pussy things of that nature just just tearing people apart and just uh, just being honest, because everybody tries to, like, again, being critical, right? Everybody kind of tries to avoid responsibility, and, you know, everyone kind of tries to think that they're, that they're original, or that they're, you know, they're funny, and most of the time, they're not, you know, most of the time, people are not really that funny, and they're not original, and they're not that smart, and they're not that attractive, and Patrice would just kind of tear them apart and do it in such a way, though, where it was for their own good, right? And that's that's that self-critical thing again. But uh, now this is this whole Patrice O'Neill uh, pilgrimage, and you know me being interested in him and uh, his work. It just I constantly keep thinking about the new nonsense that's going on in the world. And just, what would Patrice O'Neill have said about this, you know? Because there's these been some stories, because remember, 2011, he passed away. There's been so many things that happened that, like, I've had to go back and look at what has happened in the last, like, few years, just to, because it's been insane. It seems like the world's going crazy in the last, you know, five years. And I had to go back and look at all the big events. And just <laughs> just looking at some of them, it was like, Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Patrice would have been all over that. He would have loved some of this stuff. He would have hated some of this stuff. But he would have at least made it more funny, right? He could have he could have taken some of the sting out of the negative things and put more pressure on the more absurd things. And so I drew up a, a little list here. Now, one of the big ones that's coming, the big uh, summer blockbuster that's coming is 
Independence Day 2. Independence Day 2, there's uh, there's multiple sources for the clips, but there's uh, it's included in mine. Them on Opie and Anthony talking about uh, Independence Day 1, the original one. And they trash how... Uh, how the Jewy characters are over the top Jewy, and the black characters have to be ultra black, and the you know Bill Pullman plays the president and he sucks, and and Will Smith is like ridiculous, and uh, was it Judd Hurst plays uh Jeff Goldblum's father, and you know like ah don't get me unprepared, uh, my son David, and they called him Hebe Kikeberger because it was just so over the top and so I'm thinking Independence Day 2 the revenge of Hebe Kikeberger it's coming and I, it's like a shame that he missed it you know Patrice O'Neill will not be around to see the sequel to the movie that he loved and hated and uh Star Wars 7 as well uh you know the new Star Wars coming back would have that would have probably he probably would have he would have seen it he would have loved it they they had the they had the, the black dude as one of the leads and I think he would have liked that but at the same time I think he would have trashed the stupid stuff in Star Wars 7 the same way that I did because there's there's some there's some dumb shit in Star Wars uh Force Awakens you know it but things have gotten, you know, those are like movies, you know, and he was, he was a huge, you know, he was huge into movies and everything, but, uh, but he, uh, he also had his, uh, sort of social, uh, commentary and everything else, and he, he had a distinction, he called it, being racial is not being the same as being racist, right, being like a racist is like you you actually like hate everybody and you you know you maybe think you're like better than you know just because you're race you're better than other people but being racial just means you're aware that there's like some there's some social and uh kind of uh you know like i don't want to say like psychological and emotional divisions that we have especially in america uh, between different races and you see different types of behavior and different you know, racial groups, and it doesn't make sense to each other, like, we don't, you know, it doesn't make sense to different groups, and we gotta talk about it, though, we, you have to talk about it, and like he said in one of his, uh, uh, Black Phillip episodes, he said, like, I wanna talk to a racist, like, I wanna talk to a frothing at the mouth, racist white guy, so that we can have this conversation, I don't want, and not, I don't want him to hide and not and feel like he can't say what he wants to say because society will get him in trouble. He's like, I don't want to talk to an oppressed motherfucker, and that's basically true. I mean, it's a form of truth, a truthiness that just transcends everything else. Like we have to be honest and have these conversations with each other, or everything just goes under the rug. But it doesn't die; it just builds and grows, and that's where. There's some of this other stuff on my, my list here. A uh, little tangent there. Got on my list here. There's, uh, uh, man, Trump 2016. Damn. I mean, like, I think Patrice would have had a field day with that one because everyone is. But I, I, I don't know if he would have hated it or if he would have just loved the spectacle of it so much that it would have just been amazing. Like, I, I'm not sure if he would have hated it or if he would have had respect for Trump as Trump and just, you know, kind of ran with it being legitimate or not. I'm not, You know, I'm not sure about that. But I think he would have trashed Hillary Clinton running for president for sure. 
Oh, the other one, Rachel Dolezal. Oh, my God. Rachel Dolezal was, uh, you know, the NAACP uh, chapter president in Spokane, Washington, and she was the transracial white woman who was pretending to be black, and she styled her hair like she was black and didn't want to admit to being white and just strongly identified with the community and really wanted, like, she was a faker. She was a fake black woman, and she became, you know, a national headline, probably international and I don't know, again, that's the same thing. Like, I want to know what Patrice would have thought because it's so ridiculous. You can't make it up. And I think he might say that it's it's like a sign of black people winning when, when white people want to pretend to be black people uh, because they f- identify with the community, whatever. Like, it's uh, black people won. You know, you black black president, you got white people literally saying that they're black and pretending to be black you know black people won you finally won something you got in the minds of whitey and 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 now we're we're confused um man the rise of safe spaces and the uh the uh the campus stuff that's going on all this like hypersensitive you know like we have too many white teachers and all that stuff like that is that's an extension of that like pc police thing that Patrice was a champion against, and I think that he would have just ridiculed these stupid college kids that are some of the, they're in these Ivy League schools and they have every opportunity in the world, and they're complaining about Halloween costumes and shit. It's just ridiculous. And I mean, if it makes me feel disgusted and vitriolic, like he would have been screaming about that. Um. One of their, and okay, okay, in this playlist, the Patrice O'Neill Pilgrimage, you've got um, many episodes with Opie and Anthony. And Opie and Anthony was a, 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 a talk show. They were like shock jocks, you know, in a kind of a vein of Howard Stern, but I think they were better than Howard Stern. But uh, Anthony Cumia was fired after a, an altercation late night in Manhattan uh, where a like a black woman thought that he was taking pictures of her. She assaulted him and police got involved. He went home and got on a Twitter rant and started, uh, started, uh, you know, tweeting racially insensitive things and got himself fired. Now, I think that if Patrice had been around, he could have intervened in that a little bit. He might've been able to, uh, you know, uh, I want to say, racially mentor Anthony a little bit, get him to, you know, maybe have helped get his job back, who knows, you know, but Patrice wasn't there to stop him from kind of going off the, you know, going off the rails with with the racial stuff on Twitter, and again, though, that's the same part of the same thing, it's the Imus firings, it's the, uh, what, the, uh, the Clippers coach not wanting his girlfriend to bring black guys around, getting in trouble for saying something that's you know, kind of racially insensitive, um, but yeah, and and then Anthony Cumia again then got ended up getting I think getting arrested had to go to um had to go to rehab recently because of a altercation with his girlfriend and there she was recording video and she said that he hit her and all this other stuff him being involved with these troublesome women you know uh th- that was a big thing that Patrice talked about in like the Black Phillips show and and elsewhere about. 
uh, he called it like bitch management. Like you, you need to control the relationship and keep that kind of shit from happening. But at the same time, just don't tolerate being, you know, don't tolerate nonsense from women. Basically, like there's no reason to have all this drama and nonsense going on if you're actually, you're actually like in control of the relationship. Um, keep going with the list here. Obama legalizing gay marriage. Uh, oof, because. I'm not going to say Patrice was a homophobe, but he thought that uh, he thought that homosexual men at least was just like ridiculous, you know, like, I don't know, a lot of straight guys find the whole thing absurd and, and silly. And I think he would have he might have he might have brought in the racial thing because it's a pretty well known fact that there's a lot of homophobia in the black community. And Patrice was heavily self-identified as black and uh and in in uh and you know he understood the black community and was kind of an ambassador to white people but i i'm not sure how he would have been on that like cuz I, th- I know he liked obama a bit but uh, you know that one's a little tricky ooh the jerry sandusky kid fucking scandal wow um that's yeah i mean the the jokes that came from that i mean you don't even have to be a comedian again to come up with jokes from that stuff but Wow. Um, another ridiculous one that <laughs> maybe isn't as well known is the uh, Rob Ford, the, the mayor of Toronto. There's pictures of him. He, you know, got, uh, he lost his job as a mayor or whatever. He was smoking crack with black people and this big fat white guy just smoking crack and doing drugs with black people in Toronto. And that was like a big story. And I think that would have been, that would have been a huge one. Um, Let's see, the, uh, well, so, the Boston bombing, right? The, uh, Boston bombing, because Patrice was from Boston, um, that would, that would, uh, that would have been a, a subject, and it was, it was terrorism, too, and Patrice wasn't afraid to talk about terrorism, and, and Muslims trying to kill everybody, and, uh, you know, there's no time to waste, everybody needs to be having more sex, because Arabs trying to kill everybody, um, let's see, oh, wow, the Michelle Knight Ariel Castro kidnapping story, uh, where the, the girls were being held by the guy in the basement of the guy in, uh, Cleveland for, like, a decade or whatever, and the girl, the one girl got the guy's attention, the neighbor, and, and escaped, and he had the classic now remixed, uh, you know, line in the media like, I knew there was a problem when a pretty little white girl ran into a black man's arms. And I think that would have that would have been on Patrice's radar for sure. Uh man, the fall of Lance Armstrong. The fall of Lance Armstrong and the doping. Ugh, you know, the balls and the you know, the cancer and then coming back and being a hero and you know, that falls in with the Jerry Sandusky thing. You have these sports heroes and they oof, they fuck up, you know. Uh the rise of um the rise of Ronda Rousey, I think I think Patrice would have been a fan. Not that not that he would have been a fan of the girl power thing, but I think he would have given props to Ronda Rousey as being a pretty badass uh, badass fighter. But we get to some dark dark stuff, you know. Robin Williams suicide. Now I had heard that Robin Williams was a little bit of a joke thief, 
But, I mean, you see, if you see even the clips of him doing the Aladdin voices and everything, I mean, he was like a, a, a geek on speed. And, you know, he did a lot of cocaine, I'm sure. And that's where he got a lot of his energy from. But he was also just a funny guy. I think the, I think the whole... Everybody had to give up a little bit on, uh, you know, the to to Robin Williams and him committing suicide. I think took took a lot out of everybody. And and I would have liked to have heard what Patrice's take on that would have been. And maybe because uh, I've heard other comedians talk about, you know, sort of being suicidal or having suicidal thoughts. So maybe Patrice had had his own. You know, maybe he had gone through similar things like that, and he could have maybe lifted it up a little bit and maybe you know, made it, uh, somehow made us laugh about it, because that's, that's a sad thing, um, and then again, the dark stuff, so, you know, Trayvon, I mean, he, by my, by my looking, it's, you know, Patrice died, like, a couple months before the, uh, Trayvon Martin incident, and then, of course, Ferguson, and then, of course, uh, Baltimore, just, uh, this last year, so, we 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 watched the the country descend once again um into severe racial division in the media at least and this you know sort of racially motivated policing and then the backlash and the violence and you had you had you know indian store owners getting robbed and then getting their stores trashed because there's a riot because they stopped the guy that robbed his store and you got white people getting hurt and killed because they're white and then you got you know you got you know racism in the police department and all this stuff was all so huge and negative and it's almost like fitting it's almost like patrice o'neill's uh white ambassadorship his white understanding his understanding of white people and him being out there making fun of our 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 racism and having honest conversations it's like that was helping to psychically you know hold back this shitstorm of of toxic violent racism that turned the country into a war zone for you know turn several cities anyway into war zones for like you know for days and weeks on end and it's it's like i've been saying in it's like i've been saying on my podcast if you go back to like the uh, holocaust denier episode and you just we we're not being honest with ourselves we're not being honest about the concept of diversity we're not being honest about our racism we're not being honest about what is and isn't racism. Uh, people are using hypersensitivity to justify racism, microaggressions and all this stuff. And, I, like, I mean, I'm here and I'm trying to say it. You got other people that are saying these same things, but somehow Patrice said them louder and more offensively and was more on point about it, and so it was more effective. We're, we're like, missing that nowadays. Like, people are, um, people are, are going, they're going crazy, you know? People are going fucking crazy, and we don't have anybody who's, like, a voice of reason. <laughs> I just, I just called Patrice O'Neill the voice of reason. Just people who are telling it like it actually needs to, actually is not, not like Trump is telling it like it is, but people who are actually breaking these things down and having conversations like adults where they swear and they say insensitive things. They might say ignorant things, but they have to say them in order to be corrected about it. And it just, 
the whole world's going fucking crazy. We need more Patrice O'Neal. We need we need that, you know? It would help chill some of this shit out. But something that I think this is a smaller thing that happened recently, of course, is Cuba reopening. Now I like to think that Patrice O'Neal would have been on this one because because he he w- he was like a gangster and you know he he I guess a wannabe gangster but uh he was he was like a wannabe pimp but he was uh he frequented the Rio uh scene and in down in Brazil and uh you know chased women down there and and did all that I think he would have been all over going to Cuba being a big rich black man a comedian go down to cuba and just just start laying waste to all those hot cuban women that haven't had nothing but cuban men for you know for 80 years or whatever i think he would uh he would have been all over that cuban cigars havana nights all that and that's where i that's where i would have liked to have to have seen him you know like that's where he should be now you know he shouldn't be he shouldn't be dead he should be living it up in the sun as a more funny and more famous comedian and now you got people like bill burr and bill burr and him were friends and i'm I include some uh reaction videos and everything from other comedians who knew him in the pilgrimage there so you get a an understanding of kind of how how well known he was inside the comedian community anyway and how kind of loved he was even when he was like a jerk like he was like a jerk to you but since he was so right and he was so funny he just won people over and you know bill burr is like super famous now and they came up together and it you know it seems like it should be you know bill burr and patrice o'neill should both be out there you know filling arenas the way bill burr is and I'm actually going to see Billy Burr, Billy Burr, in the, uh, where is he, uh, the Neptune, I think, this, uh, this weekend, going to see Bill Burr, it's one of the long, uh, anticipated comedy shows I'd like to have seen, and I like to think that in some way, maybe Patrice's spirit is, is also in, in Bill, that kind of obnoxious, in-your-face, East Coast comic kind of thing kind of like joe rogan uh joe rogan's a little more of a hippie about it though but we yeah we have these pieces that are similar you know you got maybe a joe rogan you've got a a joey diaz is is a little racial you got bill burr he's racial but uh yeah we we miss patrice o'neill and fortunately what we have is a vast library online anyway as i've included here um of videos interviews uh, his stand-up specials his guest spots on things like fox news uh he was on tough crowd with colin quinn and you can you can get his sort of get his philosophy and when you get his philosophy you get you get humor from it i think you can almost learn how to be funny yourself and something i I was gonna add to is that uh there people I've met people who claim they know how to rap, okay? They claim they know how to rap, they know how to freestyle, and then you ask them to do it, and what they do is they just piece together stuff from songs they've heard and just little things, and they just sort of, they rap, and it's pretty shitty. And I've met a handful of people who say they know how to rap and they can rap, 
and they can rap about what's in the room, they can rap about what happened today, that kind of thing, which is a lot like Biggie Smalls, right? Notorious B.I.G. was like that. He would just, he could rap about what you're wearing, what's in the room, what's on the table, and he could actually freestyle. There are comedians that recycle bits. There are comedians that steal bits, like Carlos Mencia and maybe Amy Schumer, maybe Amy Schumer, I'll give her a little wiggle room, but... There are then there are comedians that can make they know how to turn the funny on in their head. They can take what's happening and put it in their mind and spin it around until they find the funny thing, and then they can say it to you and make you laugh about something that's as fucked up as I don't know Robin Williams committing suicide or uh, ISIS cutting people's heads off, you know. I mean, like, for example, we're assuming that all of those ISIS beheadings are all really bad. Maybe some of those guys did deserve it, you know? You know, maybe the, maybe the, the ISIS, uh, you know, scale of justice does have some good stuff in it, and maybe they did, you know, behead some guys who, who did do something wrong. You know, I'm just, just saying, just saying they can't be completely wrong, right? I mean, we're never completely wrong in our judgment system, right? <laughs> anyway uh see that i tried to like, compare myself to patrice o'neill like i'm that funny i'm not that fucking funny and there's very few comedians i think out today that are funny and if they are they probably are doing what i'm doing they're they're trying to hijack that concept those concepts that aspect that philosophy that patrice o'neill had so all right going a little long here ranting and raving um i've been in touch with um uh, at least an assistant to uh uh patrice o'neill's uh wife his his estate and i was trying to you know get permission to do some audio clips and do a montage thing and I could go gangster and just do it anyway, but I contacted them and they said, well, they're doing their own thing with all of Patrice's work and they're going to start their own uh, Patrice O'Neill documentary and all this other stuff. So I contacted them back requesting like information about where to send people uh, to, you know, support Patrice O'Neill or his estate, his family. And, what I what I found is that he has tracks available on iTunes that you can purchase. Um, of course, there's all this playlist that you can view here. Um, I think you can rent uh, or buy, you know, his uh, Elephant in the Room special, and of course that all goes to support his his wife and his uh, his family. And I'm trying to do this as legitimately and less as as little shillish as I can by trying to be legitimate about this. There is a Patrice O'Neill benefit um, that people can you can purchase tickets to. I think you can I think contribute to it. Uh, I'll try to include all these links here uh, because I'm not trying to own Patrice O'Neill. Um, I'll let his wife do that. Uh, but I want to direct people towards. Patrice. I really want to direct them towards Patrice O'Neill just in general. Uh, Men and women need to hear his opinions on men and women. Uh, Black people, white people, every race needs to hear all of his his racial (laughs) opinions. You really need to hear them. It's just... Uh, it, it will make you a better person. You have to dive through the racism and come out the other side and you'll be a better person than when you went in. And that's part of why I call it the Patrice O'Neill Pilgrimage, right? It's a journey 
Uh, you'll be challenged, you'll be entertained, you'll laugh, you'll be shocked, you'll be horrified, you'll be outraged, and uh, you, but you'll learn. And again, I think that's, I think that's what we need more of in the world right now is we need people stepping back, finding a little bit of humor in the darkness and, and, and watching more movies, you know, Patrice was a huge fan of movies. Like there's just like, we need to watch more movies. We need to make more better movies. We need to, you know, make, you need to have more entertainment out there, making people laugh and being honest, like, like laughter and honesty, right? Humor and honesty. Wait, those are, those are two H's. Humor, honesty, and who? We need another H. We need another H for the, the Patrice O'Neill uh, philosophy there. All right, anyway, now I'm just fucking rambling. All right. Um, Patrice O'Neill pilgrimage. Watch all, like, 500 videos. There's, like, hundreds of videos on there. Um, I wanted to give credit to the two of the main uh, YouTube channels I got a lot of these videos from. Uh, Weston4020 and Hoorah778. They had a ton of video these uh, videos on their channels, so I wanted to give them a proper shout-out. Not that I know them, but give them credit anyway. And, uh, yeah, so that's this episode of the Kyle Style Podcast. Uh, check back in the next couple days. I'm hopefully going to have some new uh, new hotness for you. Uh, check out uh, redbubble.com forward slash people forward slash Kyle Style Design and get you some swag, some phone cases with my original artwork on it and everything else. Uh, go to the GoFundMe, throw me a couple dollars, because th- my gas tank isn't going to fill itself, all right? And my student loans aren't going to pay themselves off, all right? You need to go over there and you need to buy something so that I get, like, a dollar off of the $25 phone case you buy, okay? But then you'll have some original art in your life, making your making your life more beautiful and more interesting. And people will look and they'll be like, <gasps> where'd you get that phone case from and then you can just tell them that you got you know a guy and they won't be able to get it you know you don't have to tell them where you got it i mean i guess i'd like you to but you don't have to though you'd just be like yeah this is just my my super special phone case and you're not gonna be able to find it because i found it right so go over to uh if you're on the blog there's a redbubble.com store link uh redbubble.com forward slash people forward slash kyle style design uh help me out throw me a couple dollars and uh you get you some swag in return Thanks for listening to this episode. Be sure to at least check out the creepy cold guy story in the Patrice O'Neill pilgrimage playlist. It's it's a great it's storytelling, it's humor, it's frightening, and it's amazing. Okay, if you don't listen to anything else, listen to that one and listen to uh, the you know Patrice on Fox News uh, destroys a feminist and. Uh, I'll, I'll include some of the uh, the like. There's a few with like Bill Burr and Joe Rogan, kind of giving paying tribute to to Patrice, and I'll uh, I'll include include those as well. Check those out and begin your Patrice O'Neill pilgrimage. Thanks for listening. Bye.